0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Barboza, and we are here today with the final episode of Season 2. I can't believe we reached this point, and I'm so happy with everything the podcast has done this year. And we wanted to end it off with a special uh, team episode. We don't have everyone here today, but I have a few of the exec members in the room with me, I guess the virtual room. So we got Jaina, Jazz, Therini, Aditi, Truchi. We're all here today to kind of just wrap up on this year that has been so different for all of us with COVID and learning online. Um, And really just reflecting on what WIP has done this year and how we want to move forward um, in the next few years considering it's gonna be a challenge for all of us. So thank you all for tuning in today. And um, we also have some questions from our Instagram. So hopefully for everyone who submitted, um, you'll get some really awesome answers to those. And without further ado, I'd say we just jump right in So with the theme of reflecting on this past year, um, since we've really been through a lot as a team, I wanted to talk about um, what's really been our favorite event. And this is actually an IG question that we received too, um, but specifically why it was our favorite event, event as well. Was there like a certain piece of advice that maybe stuck out to you? So whoever can think of one off the top of their head, like jump right in because I'm honestly overwhelmed. I love them all. So it's, it's hard to decide.
1: Oh man, I, it's so weird to think about how many events we actually did. I know this is going to sound weird, but we've never hosted this many events online. So like shout out to the events team. Cause there's a lot, um, for me, I think it was the rise. It, it, it sounds so cop out, but like we literally did so much and like, these are all pieces of conversations that I've always wanted to have like, from the allies to the pride in business. And, like, we had so many, just, like, six speakers that weren't talking about fluff. Like, they weren't like, oh, yeah, just, like, follow your dreams, which is great. Like, nothing wrong with that. But, like, after a while, you get kind of get tired of hearing it. You're like, yeah, I know all the inspirational things. But, like, what are the actual things I need to do? Like, how am I actually going to make change? So, mine was the rise. But I'm a little bit biased, considering i the president
2: anybody else so for me i feel like this question is a little bit difficult because like although WIB has hosted a lot of the same events in the past year and stuff this one was this year was specifically special first because it's my first year on WIB, and second because it is entirely on like a virtual space and so the events team like Jana said killed it i don't even understand how these girls do it but they killed it but if I had to pick one specific event, I would have to go with Women in Consulting because specifically that event, I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that field. I was very curious about it. The panel was absolutely phenomenal, like super engaging and I feel like that was one event where it was a panel of women who were asking us questions too and it wasn't just us hearing about them. And so we I got a a lot of insight, obviously connected with a lot of them because they were super interesting, so I I I love that event.
0: I'd, yeah, I'd say. Even oh,
3: sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: three, no, you go ahead, girl. Events <laughs> team speaks first.
3: <laughs> um, I'd say mine was Live After Dark. I loved how the speakers were so candid about everything, and they were so informative. Plus, the student engagement on that one was like so killer, amazing. Yeah, compared no, I was to, literally
0: about to say the exact
3: same thing. Yeah, like they all unmuted their mics. They were talking. They were engaged in the conversation. They were interested in what the speakers had to say, which was amazing. And I wasn't at last year's with After Dark, but according to the people who were there, um, this one went a lot more like what they had vision. Yeah. About.
1: Man, and like, I remember taking that one of the speakers was like, make it evidence based, like record everything. And that has helped me with so many like communication conflicts between people like virtually, I'm like, look, this is what happened. These are the events that occurred. I'm not coming at this with any specific, like, emotional background. Like, this is what you said. This is what happened. This is what you were expected to do. And this is what hasn't been done. And that's not what you signed oh man that was like the most motivating piece of advice ever I was like oh yeah this is the evidence this
0: is the evidence nobody can see me doing this but that's (laughs) no but I literally I agree so much on that because not only did it help like in a professional aspect but I'm the type of person like I just constantly avoid confrontation and like arguments with people because if I don't like record anything or if I don't like kind of jot down how I felt like in the moment, when it comes to like three days later, like a week later, like could even be a month, like I just kind of like brush it off. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, I was just like probably overreacting. And like, I just play down my emotions and like what happened so much. And I feel like hearing that, even though like it was for like a totally different context, helped me so much, too. And, like, overall, Web After Dark was just, like, it was so interesting because I think in a virtual environment, it's so much harder to, like, get students to engage the way that they did. And I think by, like, having those conversations that, like, you don't really know how to have in that professional space, like, you can't just, like, show up to a networking session and, like, I mean, you can, like, all the power to everyone who does. But, like, I know I personally would feel nervous to, like, show up to a networking session and ask all these, like, super like deep detailed like in-depth questions and like I never want to feel like I'm like putting anyone on the spot so having that space and that opportunity I think is like definitely unique for students um in a university environment
1: yeah I agree and I can't lie I love the branding the like glowy like the inverse whip that's what I called it (laughs) in my head I was like that was the inverse anyways but yeah that was just I love it love it love it
0: Our marketing girl, Jazz, really pulled through on that one. (laughs) Nailed it.
4: So on that note, my favorite event was the Entrepreneur Panel. And personally, that was my favorite event because I want to look into being an entrepreneur in the future. So that was really, like, an informative event for me. Um, And it was just really nice to see that, like, you know, sometimes on, like, Instagram or, like, online, like, you, like, when you see entrepreneurs, you just see, like, oh, extremely successful and, like, all these cars and, like, big houses and stuff. But, like, through that panel, I learned, like, it doesn't have to be all that. It can just be your lifestyle. You're have you working for yourself and on yourself, on your own time, with your own pace, and make the living that you want to live, just being your own boss. So that was really eye-opening for me to see, and I was like, this is a path I definitely want to take on. So that was – my favorite event. You heard it here to hear first,
1: Jazz. In ten years, you're gonna hear about the time that she held that one event. Oh man, I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I can't wait.
0: On an absolute side note, like one, um, what do you want to like, like, what sort of entrepreneurship, like, do you want to do? Because that's so interesting. I didn't even know you wanted to do that.
4: Me I mean, and like, Jana you know, have talked about this before, and it's like I feel like we both want to go this avenue, but we just have yeah. no idea what we want to do. Yeah, and I'm it's like, like I want to start a business. I want to yeah. start a business I want to run it but do
1: I know what I'm going to solve yet no <laughs> Not
0: sure that's yet. all right that, that's all part of the journey that's all part of the journey it will but come but I honestly I think the whole like um like social perception around entrepreneurship like, I totally feel that that's literally something I want to bring up in this episode later on like the whole like I don't know, idea around like hustle culture, but like we, we can get into that later because I know G still hasn't shared her favorite event. So like, we'll, we'll dive into that in a bit. Let's dive into that one next because I have so many, so many comments. Awesome.
5: Right. <laughs> um, going into this question, actually, I was expecting everybody to say either The Rise or Web After Dark, but it was great to see a mix of everything because we did have a lot of really, really good events. And I'm glad to say that I'm ending Wib with this team and the events that we've held because I don't think I would've wanted it any other way. Um, But I think for me, I'm gonna have to say that the Rise was my favorite only because being in WIB for three years, I've always envisioned the Rise to be more of a conference style event. And so with the workshops that we held, the fireside chats, and like Jaina said, the conversations that we had within those fireside chats and even our main panel, I think we really met that idea of the conference style and really bringing out the whole mission and vision of WIB. So I think for me, that was very enjoyable also, because I was able to be on the other side of it, not just as a planner, but also like the host of the workshop. So it was really great to see everybody, um, everyone's reactions and what they really got to take away from that workshop and the positive feedback that we got. Um, But also, I want to echo off of Therini, I think WIB After Dark was one of the events that I got to learn something out of personally. Um, I think we held it at such a good time that there was so much going on in the world and everybody needed a perspective of what was going on and a deeper understanding of all of the issues that were happening and the speakers that we brought on were so knowledgeable. So I feel like I definitely did learn a lot about microaggressions and standing up for myself. And like Jaina said, recording everything, I think to this day, I do it not just for all of like the negative stuff, just so I can like look back on it and say my arguments and bring forward what I have to bring but also my accomplishments like writing down everything that I've accomplished and being able to look back on it and be like wow like you've done so much be proud of yourself and use your voice to advocate for stuff that you believe in um I think is something that I definitely really got out of that whole event it's
1: true to you are remarkable and my whole team is remarkable <laughs> and every one of you is remarkable hashtag I'm remarkable <laughs>
0: I was going to say, like, I am Remarkable Facilitator who? Like, uh, kind of who's coming, coming from the other I am Remarkable Facilitator. <laughs> coming from the other half of the
5: equation, um, are you an I am Remarkable Facilitator? I think but no, I can, shout out to Jaina for really opening up. Sorry. I was just going to say shout out to Jaina for really pushing us to do that because I think that was one of my highlights of this year. Like, if I hadn't done that, I don't think – I would be the person that I am at this point of this semester. You know what I mean?
1: That workshop had so much impact on me. So I was like, I need to bring that here. Because it was crazy. Like, I loved it.
5: I remember Um, when we
2: first finished, like, the first I Am Remarkable, kind of, um, when they were facilitating to us. I remember Tucci was so excited after we finished it. She was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And I feel like Tucci, throughout the entire experience has like grown way more confident way more open and i'm glad i'm glad for these initiatives
5: oh, so sweet oh, oh my my god, god that was you.
0: you're
5: so cute
0: it's like big mom moment for all of us we're all make me make
5: me the guest speaker today <laughs> i
0: mean honestly so yeah actually everyone who's listening it's not a team episode we're actually just all interviewing true <laughs> it's just her um this is really just another interview episode in case you guys didn't realize we're changing didn't the podcast
1: to all about truchi
0: ask me anything every week <laughs> it's like and a man, column which she just answers all of our questions love it all, all right questions <laughs> with that let's move on to the next burning question so we said we're going to jump back to the whole hustle culture so i kind of want to give a bit of background to anyone who's listening so Um, there is a like Instagram page I follow called Boss Woman Collective and the founder I think her name is Rihanna I don't know for sure if I'm getting that right but yeah she on her personal page like has also talked a lot about almost like if you've heard of the anti-social social social club it's like the anti-hustle hustle club because when I like heard her talk about it like a lot of the stuff that she's mentioned it's so true that like hustle culture can kind of be toxic because everyone just wants to talk about their accomplishments and like, doesn't really focus on like the growth or like the challenges that they've had. And additionally, like not giving themselves like their personal time, like, you know, your, your hustle or your, your business or whatever it may be your job doesn't have to be like your entire life. And I think obviously like with COVID, everyone like has kind of fallen into that habit one or too many times. So like that was a big realization for for her and I think like hearing her talk about it like made me realize that like I can definitely be the same way. So, I want to hear everyone's thoughts on this topic cuz I think it's personally really interesting um and I really just want to like talk about what you guys think. Man, I remember
1: watching one of her stories and she was like it was recently, she was like you know, when you hear people talk about their work like 70-80 hours a week which in some like accounting like you have to do that during busy season so that's fine but like when she's like you don't have to work that way to be just as efficient and I was like literally that's what I've been trying to preach and what I never like saw for or like am seeing a lot of of like people working like 70 80 hours I'm like yes if you have like certain like job plus extracur- extracurricular plus this plus that like time wise that's the only way technically you could probably get it done but it was more about being for her like picking what you want and like being efficient with your time and like that's all I've been striving to do this this pandemic because I'm, I was burning out very very quickly um so I needed to readjust what I was actually spending my time on efficiently so I'm all and for that like
0: let's talk about like how long it takes to like bounce back from burnout because like honestly I feel like we all probably experience burnout at some point yeah. throughout this year but like for me like first semester was definitely like like I had some serious burnout and it took me so long to bounce back from that like it was literally like probably like two weeks ago and I was like I just I can't do this right now like I'm too burnt out and I was like you're literally fine right now like I was still in this mentality that I was like burnt out from the last semester Like, it literally leaves such a draining effect on you. And I think that's what makes, like, overworking yourself, like, so toxic for yourself. Yeah,
1: I think because the first, like, the summer of the pandemic, I was burnt out, I think, from September to December, um, because of, I thought I could front load everything, which we did. We were front loading everything in the summer. Like, all the planning, all the logistics, holding to events, like, So I was running on all the planning that we had done in the summer and then like letting it kind of fizzle out and then recharging again for like January. Like it, it, for me, like it was really, yeah, I'm (laughs) saying.
2: I, I completely agree with specifically what Erica said, because like 100% 100% all of us have gone through burnout at one point in time, whether it's like a small, like small period of time or a very long period of time. But specifically, like September, I feel like when the pandemic hit in March, like last year, it was fine, because everyone was like, okay, this is kind of new, like, I don't know what's going on. Once the professors and we started getting a hang of like online school, it became extremely difficult to kind of uh, find out what is work and what we have to do outside of work. And so everyone just tends to just sit down and then just constantly work, 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 or like make themselves completely busy to the point where they just can't anymore. And I feel like I had a very big period of time of burnout because like at home, I had things going on and outside of in school, there was so much thrown at me. I was like, when do I get time to just be myself and just have time for myself? And so it was very difficult. But I feel like this semester is a little bit easier. But at the same time, there's like periods of times where I'm like, I I just I can't do anything. I have so much work to do, but I just can't do anything because I'm completely burnt out.
4: Yeah, and like adding on to Aditi's point, like, my room is like everything. It's where I eat, sleep, watch TV, or do my homework. So I feel like Sometimes, like when I'm doing my schoolwork and then like I want to chill and like watch Netflix and like relax, I don't completely feel relaxed because I'm still in the same environment that I am when I'm doing my work. And so I just feel like mentally that just adds to the burnout because you're not in a new space, you're not doing anything new, you just feel like you're in the same spot and you're like, okay, like my homework's right there, like, school is right there, and, like, I'm right here trying to relax, but it's, like, I can't really relax, because it's, like, it's around me all the time.
3: I also think, like, since we're at home all the time, there's, like, you can't differentiate it, like what Jazz was saying. When I was on campus, I'd be on campus to study, and then I'd go home, and I'd chill, and hang out with friends, and then go back to campus to study, and you were able to tell the difference between each situation but now it's you're at home all the time doing the same thing every day and you can't even go outside because it's cold so it just sucks literally me i would be so
1: regimented in terms of like this was my space at home to do like little knickknacky things but like really it was a zen space i'd do yoga and now like i'm literally sitting in a different like my spare bedroom Because my bedroom has tons of laundry in it and like working space. And I walked into my room and I was like, I actually can't sit in this room to like have a relaxing conversation because my laundry is the first thing that gives like as soon as my laundry's piled up. I know I'm on the path to burning out because I've deprioritized doing my laundry and I'm like, ah, crap, like I'm going to run out of face cloth soon. And that's when I'm like, oh, I'm not taking care of myself oh here we go like that's that's my slippery slope I don't know if anybody else has that but that's my indicator my laundry
2: no my laundry goes from my chair to my bed to my chair to my bed (laughs) and then it just keeps piling up and I'm like I'm getting more stressed I got no time and then the laundry starts stressing me out And my mom's like why do you get stressed out with literally
4: everything Yo, like, but
1: then it's like five loads of laundry
2: exactly, and you're like exactly. and then they're like
1: how come you, how come it's five exactly. loads of laundry exactly. and
4: i'm like well i i don't know
1: and then it's gonna take me <laughs> 10 more years to fold it and then put it away and lord knows i'm gonna fold it and then i'll put it away and then i'll be searching through stuff and i'm like ah oh, well i don't know <laughs>
5: My mom got me and my brother um, laundry baskets to keep in our room to keep our clean clothes in because she saw the pattern of like going from our bed to our chair to our desk. So she's like, just keep, just keep this basket in your room. We know you're not going to hang up your clothes at this point. So just put your clean clothes in there and pull it out as you need, um, because hey, that's so you know smart. What? Right. I th- I thought that was such a good idea, too, because I was like, wow, this is genius. She knows that I'm not going to hang my clothes anymore and I can just pull from this basket and it won't be in my way on my bed or on my desk. And I don't have to go back and forth. But genius idea. You guys should try it. I'm so glad that the laundry issue is happening to you, too. Don't let it spiral
1: because I have four baskets that have clean laundry and a full basket of unclean laundry that's piling. And then my bed has. I ran out of baskets, so I dumped the clean clothes on my bed so that I could have more baskets to do the laundry. It's a whole cycle. It's a whole cycle. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not sleeping in my bed because I have a dog, so I'm sleeping in downstairs, so that's why my room is just stored. That's all it is.
0: Girl, your drawers are empty for sure. Oh, no.
1: Like, <laughs> they're not. There's more? Honestly, sweatpants, so I have my regular clothes because I have, like, my home clothes and then my, like, fun, like, Nice
5: clothes. clothes. I'm not wearing those, yeah. no, that's true. Oh. Do they still fit us? That's the question. But I don't um, want
2: to be there in the closet. <laughs> that's why I haven't worn them.
5: <laughs> I just I feel like um I feel like oh, at this sorry, point
2: of the year, I swear to God, there's no difference between home clothes and outside clothes. Everything just I'm literally just living in PJs, like at this point. True. There'll be like one day of the week where I'm like, okay, I need to like get out. So I like wear proper like uh, and still sweats at the end of the day, but (laughs) leggings.
1: Those are my upgraded sweats. (laughs) Right.
5: (laughs) Um. Just going back to this question. Sorry, I have something to say, (laughs) but um, I think this is a good topic to bring up because it doesn't get talked about often, and I think we need to talk about it. But um, Rihanna, I follow her like all of you guys do on all her different platforms, and I think she's such an inspiring individual because she has so much good stuff to share um but when I first when she first started talking about this I looked into it a little bit more because I was like I feel like I fall in this pattern of burning out but not giving myself a break so I looked into it more and I came across this article that said very few people want to be in the cycle of performative exhaustion which is literally like going and grinding and working until you're exhausted but keep grinding even at the point of exhaustion but the reason why people end up in that cycle is because of fear. And that is like fear of failure, fear of not performing well, or fear of not being successful. And after I read that article, I was like, wow, this is me. Like, I always just have this fear of not being able to succeed in what I want to do, or just like failing in what I'm trying to accomplish. But Um, when I started looking into it more I was like okay I'm not the only person and I realized that I just kept pushing myself and kept going even though I was mentally and physically exhausted Um, but just going back to the idea of like the anti-hustle hustle hustle club I realized that it's time to give myself a break and I educated myself on like what that looks like and so I came to an understanding that I will succeed like this is going off of Jaina's point like I will succeed if I'm efficient and even if I don't overwork myself or I don't work past my designated work hours or I only study during the time that I've set for myself like I, I will succeed it's not like I won't succeed and I have to just grind continuously to succeed so I think after realizing that I wasn't the only one and looking into it more I think I've been able to give myself a break when it comes to burning out and I think also I'm very emotionally intelligent and I can point out when other people are going through something. Um, And just pointing it out to them and being like, you know what, like, I think you're getting into a toxic environment where you're overworking yourself and you're not like it's not in your capacity to keep going. So give yourself a break. So I think like pointing it out to my friends and family is what I've started doing, um, because it's important. Like you said, you can't sometimes it's hard to clap back from burnout. Oh, man. Churchy's called me out so many times. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not burning
1: out like no. She's like, are you sure? Like, are you okay? Because you're doing a lot right now. She's like, are you sure you don't want me to delegate? And I'm like, well, now that you
5: mentioned it, could you? And then that's how that starts. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) thank thank you for doing I I think it's even like the little stuff. Like when I see you guys texting at 10 or 11 p.m., I'm like, okay, go to bed. Like just cut the conversation and go to bed because you shouldn't be. Like you don't have to grind past certain hours to be successful. Like we've still – put out so many great events like so much good content so many good podcasts and we've done so well and this literally goes to show like you don't have to keep going to do well you know
1: what i mean it's like a fake sense of urgency because there's no need to do it right at that moment like
5: Mm -hmm. yeah i I feel like looking at everyone's face everyone's like wow this just opened up our
1: (laughs) eyes. doesn't have to get done doesn't matter if it gets done at 10 p.m or tuesday three days later like realistically it doesn't matter it's gonna get done
0: even when I was like, growing up, like, I have I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but because I've danced, like, literally, one of the lessons that like, they teach is like, if you make a mistake on stage, like, just keep going, because like, literally, no one's gonna know, like, no one in the audience, like, knows what the choreography was supposed to be. And like, even if you did something different than everyone else, like, maybe that was your solo moment, like, honestly, like, no one in the audience knows. <laughs> and that literally, like, true Chu, what you just said, reminded me of that, because it's like, it's so true. Like we give ourselves this sense of urgency, but like, even if we like, let's say move an event like three days later, or like post a podcast like a week later, like no one's going to know. They just thought it was like planned for that the whole time. And like, it's not like it's like going to be the end of the world sort of thing.
1: And something that I've been learning about is um, like somatic intervention, which sounds fancy, but it's basically like when you know you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, it's like a it's almost like a tool set, like a toolbox that you have. So there's like a couple things that you can do and they're all about like grounding physical movement or going outside or finding something that like distresses you. So I found that I felt really guilty doing this. So, like, let's say I'm having a really, like, stressed... Like, I, I got a lot of things due. Like, I got an assignment due tomorrow. Am I really going to go spend 15 minutes outside on a walk? Like, really? Like, I could use that 15 minutes to be working, quote-unquote. But somatic intervention says that you feel like you actually release the good hormones when you do that, you know, taking a break thing. Or you, like, go outside. Or you do, a, do like, Lego. Or, you know... Like take, take like a vino and you give yourself like an actual like hand massage for five, 10 minutes. Like it's so, I realized like how powerful that is. Like it really, like I had a migraine a couple days ago and I thought like, usually my days go to crap. Like when I have a migraine in the morning, like my day is done. I'm like, I wasted the day. Like I got nothing done. I have so much to do. But with my dog, I went outside for 20 minutes on the porch at like three o'clock. And I felt like I was like, look, like I actually recovered my whole, like the rest of my day, I have so much time. And it's just like the good hormones come back. So tip to all the listeners, look up somatic I intervention.
0: I actually, first of all, I really love that you brought that up. I've I've never heard of it. And I do want to look into it. But I really like that you brought it up. Because one of the Instagram questions that we got was like, wh- who slash what inspires you and why and I really wanted to connect it to this question. Because I feel like sometimes when we're like, stuck in this like hustle culture or like we're just burnt out. Like we kind of forget like the reason why we're doing something or like take that time to like you were saying, Jana, to just like give yourself five minutes to just do what you're passionate about. Cause even though you might not realize it, like that inspires you and that refuels you like an insane amount. So I think what that's a great way to like kind of introduce this this Instagram question. So like it's kind of a broad one. Like I don't even know for sure what I would say um just yet but i mean it's a really open question i feel like for me it's more of a what than a who i don't know about you guys but any thoughts everyone feel free i know it's a tough one
4: so i'll who- take a jump on this one um, i'm going to go with who i would say my parents um just because um you know they are immigrants and they work a factory job and i like i've seen them i've seen them burn out but to them, it's like, we can't stop, we got to keep going. And, you know, I see that. And like, the entrepreneurial journey that I want to take, it's like, I want to do that for them as well, and have them relax and live the life that they want to live, because they've already made so many sacrifices. And I feel like that hustle culture kind of gets into my mind. And I'm like, I need to do that to do that for my parents. And so, I love this conversation because I'm learning so many new things and it's like you don't you don't really have to go through the hustle culture um to do the things that you want to do but definitely my parents inspire me and that's why I go the paths or think the things that I want to do in life. You know
1: what's really interesting about that that comment that you made? I I've been reflecting on this as well. It's almost like we it's a bit of a like a privilege thing as well, right? we because your parents have made sacrifices for us we have the privilege to have that peace of mind to make those choices so it's something that it's always good to be like grateful for because that's something that I think this year understanding the privileges that like we all have in our own situations you're just like oh like it really makes you think that like wow like I have the ability to have that choice where you may not like you may actually have to work to pay for your school and I'm like shit like that's a privilege that we all have so just just a little grounding moment for everybody but I I agree I, I'm with you with jazz like your parents making sacrifices for to be able to give us the ability of choice is is crazy
5: I also love this conversation and I want to agree exactly with what jazz said um but going back to the anti-hustle hustle club I think growing up I've seen my parents just go, go, go. And even after burnout, they go because that's what they needed to do to establish themselves when they came to Canada um, to give us what we have right now. And I feel like because seeing them just go, 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 I feel like that's what I do because I'm like, I've seen them do that and I've seen them succeed, but we don't realize that just going, we fall into that cycle of burnout. Um, And I think after reflecting on this, I now call out my parents and be like you know what you're doing too much you guys need to take a break like it's okay to take a break and I find myself like instead of following the pattern of like going until you're completely exhausted and even going while you're exhausted I think I've come to that understanding that yes you've done all of this because you want to give us all but also it's time to give yourself a break when you guys feel like you've been so burnt out and so exhausted. So I think that ties really well into the whole idea of anti hustle hustle club and I just really wanted to put that out there because I've had a major reflection on that point as well. But also my point of um who inspires me. I don't mean to sound make this sound cheesy, but I think especially like within the last month I've been reflecting on this team and I think the team that we've hired everybody brings so much that's to the table and I think over the last couple of weeks I've been really reflecting on all of your guys' skills and just what you guys have brought to the team. And I've been so inspired by everything, like the entire events team having their own businesses and doing so well. Um, And even like Kriti, she's been here for four years and hasn't gone back home and hasn't seen her family. And that's such an inspiration to me because like she's still thriving in this environment without having her like without having physical contact with her family and support from her family like that. And I think just all of you guys being able to say, you know what, like, I need a break. This has been too much for me. I think just seeing that has been so inspirational to me. Um, and I think, again, not trying to sound cheesy, but I think this team has been really people who inspire me.
0: No, honestly, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think definitely right now, like this team has been a huge source of inspiration for me. Because like even when we record these podcast episodes, like, every time I come out of them like learning something like I'm gonna like I'm gonna leave later I'm gonna be like oh like what's this that Jana brought up like I really like that I'm gonna look into it and I've literally come out like this whole new woke person but in general too like I think as I've like grown up like I've always loved being a part of like clubs and teams and like whatever it may have been and I think that usually that's what inspires me like I like being a part of a team that like is so passionate about whatever is bringing us together, whether it's us here today talking about like advocacy or you know, being on a dance team, just coming together to do something that we all love, that we all love to do to like have fun. Um, I think that's the really inspirational part is because you all kind of have like those ways that you can connect with each other, but then like you're also different in the same way. Like kind of like what Truchi was saying, like I've learned so much from each and every person in this team because we're all so unique and so different. Um, But, like, we still all come together and, like, we we deal with, like, a lot of the same struggles and, like, a lot of the same challenges. Um, And not only do we, like, inspire each other with that, but, like, we take, like, we want to inspire others, too. Like, that in itself is so inspirational.
2: Honestly, I feel like this question of, like, inspiration, we had it at the beginning of the of like us getting into WIB and during our Instagram takeover. And at that moment itself, it was very difficult to kind of pick one thing that inspires me because I feel like on a daily, there's so many things that inspire you and kind of like how everyone else said, the idea of being part of a club or like having the the experiences that we've had throughout our life in general is the things that bring me inspiration. So I have a group of things that... Inspired me the most, obviously my parents and like how them coming like a majority of our parent our families are immigrant families and like coming from different backgrounds and kind of settling down in Canada, trying to make a life for us is very difficult and it is the reason why all of us are who we are right now and the privilege, like how Jana said, the privilege that we get to kind of study and actually be a part of a community or like a world like that we live in right now. Second would have to be my cousin. And I kind of mentioned that at the beginning, because my cousin is like, she's, she's a lot older than me. But throughout my childhood, she's been that one person where she knows how to kind of take work, but keep time for work, but at the same time, also make time for herself. She has uh, so many hobbies she's been like drawing she's very artistic and yes I just had a call with her yesterday where she um she has a two year old daughter and she was telling her daughter that like when you grow older, the sky's a the limit like there's there's literally nothing can stop you and the it is the it's the inspiration that you get from the people around you, whether it's my family um even like my high school friends. And on a daily basis even when I was in high school they are the reason why I'm doing so like why I'm putting the effort into doing well in in school and the things I do around school because seeing the people around you grows you and makes you a better person and I have to give it out to like the Web team all the clubs that i have been part of even when I go for interviews the Web team is the first thing that I get asked about and I talk about because there's so many different skills and mindsets that, I mean, we've already had so many of these skills like teamwork and getting organized and the willingness to learn. But I feel like through, I didn't even expect this, but when I joined the WIP team, I literally did not know what it, exactly it was. But it grew those skills 10 times stronger. And I know that moving on into the future, whether I'm part of WIP next year, or whether I'm going to an interview, I know exactly what it means to kind of get organized work with the team and like have that willingness to learn in general but yeah you guys inspire me
0: the whole um, world. <laughs> preach preach to everything you just said and like I'm kind of glad that we're talking about the web team right now because I really kind of wanted to end off today's episode since we like we've probably been rambling for a while now I don't even know how long but I really wanted to end off the episode with you know like what is your favorite part like in your role or like being on this team and kind of like just the progression that you've had throughout the year so that like i mean just you know quick like plug in for everyone listening but like we are hiring for web applications so like if you're curious about certain roles like i think we have representation from like almost almost all the functions of like the team right now so like you know get that insight and i, I can start off because something that i really want to talk about um that i think is honestly really essential to every team but because that whole like tangent I went on earlier on like how we're all so different and like inspire each other and come together to have like this this one mission to like help inspire and advocate for others um oh I almost just like lost my train of thought but anyways what I was gonna say is like my favorite part being a part of this team and in my role as podcast was not only one like I had to I grew so much because I was so shy before I I joined this team before second year um I was like I don't know how I'm going to do this podcast role. I was like I have to interview all these people but like Jaden and Trucci were like you're literally insane like you're so more you're so much more outgoing than you think you are. And I think that's something that's really special about this team is we like we look at like at each other and we're like we look at each other's skills and we like really try to uplift other people and like what we're strong at and even try to like you know like practice those skills that maybe like we're not the best at but like we want to learn more. Um and then finally, from there, like, just being on the team in general, we really have the opportunity to, like, work on our personal and professional goals, like, at the same time. And, like, shout out to Jane and Trudy, because you guys really, like, pushed that this year. Um, and I think, like, it's something that a lot of us really appreciated, because it just makes that, like, sense of being on a team, like, so much greater, because you're not only working towards, like, that greater goal, but you also have kind of, like, that individual goal within yourself that like inspires you to like keep doing things and keep pushing the team forward so I mean not to get sentimental or anything but anyways I went on my little my little tangent so like everyone just you know like feel free to hop in talk about your roles what you love all I'm
1: saying is nobody told Erica to say that I didn't this is not scripted like sometimes I think people hear things like that and they're like Jaina you told them to say that I was like I literally have no control nothing I tell nobody to do nothing this is what people are coming with and that's what they feel and I love that because that means my job as a leader worked that people feel motivated um but for me like my favorite part so thank you Erica for that that was really sweet that just made me feel really good as like a I did my job. Like, after the one year, after everything is done, like, I did my job. Um, as a president, like, I think my favorite part of the role is um, like relationships at the end of the day. Like, I, like, yes, we get stuff done, we're really productive, but I know the power of relationships and the ability to see people grow through those relationships. Um, and that's been, the most rewarding for me uh because I made it very uh Trucci knows this but like the team is very important to me and the culture that we build and how we build it and how people feel like they grow is really really important to me um so seeing that like I, I hate to call you out to ask, but I remember one of the first things we did in marketing like the first like advertising I remember it just being such a clunky experience like it was a little bit of like Chuchi and i and then jazz and it wasn't quite exactly the branding we were looking for and i didn't know how to communicate that to you and you didn't know how exactly how we were explaining it and like how to make the square look like the right web color and like but now like Jazz will give us something. I'd be like, yo, I never thought about doing it like that. Like, that looks amazing. Like, that, that's that got the essence of WIB. So, like, moments like that, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like, this is my team. Um, so, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs>
5: okay, I think I on. have to agree. Oh. Trudy, you can go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think I have to agree with what Jaina said. Relationship building was something that, is also really important to me, especially as one of the leaders of the team. I think I always saw a disconnect between each other, like all the members of the team and all the clubs that I've been in. And I think bringing the idea forward to Jaina about let's do personal versus professional goals. Let's do one-on-ones with our teams two times um, during the year and also the 360 feedback. Like I'm very, very glad that I brought those forward and I'm very glad that Jaina also allowed me to, do that and like do it with me because I feel like that really helped our team get so much out of WIB because at the end of the day, like you're in a club, but you're also doing it not only for the people and your audience, but you're also doing it for yourself. So just seeing everything that all of you guys got out of it, um, like Erica said, like the professional and personal skills and also um, just a shout out to Jaina, because being the VP of... (laughs) Two times. I think I never saw the purpose of my role until this year. Um, and she just made me realize the value that I was able to bring to the team and just allowing me to lead with her. I don't think I would have wanted to end the year off with anyone else but her and this team.
1: This turned into a, all about Chuchi to all about Jaina and president. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> it's so heartfelt, though. It's so cute. I'm just sitting here like, oh. I want
4: to hear Jazz Defender stuff in the marketing. Go. Tell me (laughs) (laughs) off. Now we fight. (laughs) I was going to say, like, personally, like, as a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher. And then I came to a point in my life where I was like, uh, I don't really want to deal with kids. So let me think of something else. And like, I also had a grade eight teacher that always complained about his pay. He's like, I don't get paid enough. And I was like, all right, I'm not trying to do this right now. So the only other thing that came into my mind was accounting. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'll just go to accounting. And like, I was always so closed minded. And I'm like, all right, like, this is the only thing. I didn't like anything else. I'm like, I don't like science. I don't like law. I don't like any of that other stuff. Like, I guess I'm just going to do accounting. So that was like my goal the entire time until like I think the pandemic really showed me like I really don't have to stick to this and I switched my concentration to marketing specifically and only because of my role here at Web, because originally I did apply for the role of finance but that was already filled and then Gina and Trichy were like, oh, like, are there any other roles that you want to look at? And there's like podcasts, student engagement and marketing. And I was like, hmm, like, let me look into marketing, you know. And so I really fell in love with the role. Obviously, I never had that creativity aspect in me in the beginning, coming from an accounting background. So my favorite part was just the learning process and the growing process and like learning about marketing, the ins and the outs and like the creativity, I feel like. My creativity got to like shine out by working through WIB. And so that's a lot of the reason like marketing and I feel like entrepreneurship, they kind of like everything honestly just tied in together for me because I felt like marketing is a huge aspect that you would need when you start your own business or the things that you want to do or like any side hustle. So everything literally just worked out for me and I have WIB to thank for that.
1: And Jazz, you have so much patience. Can I just say, I feel like Chuchi is about to come in and say the same thing. Like, Chuchi and I are so detail oriented and like so nitpicky about so many dumb things. But, like, the fact that you're on a learning curve and having Chuchi and I be nitpicky, like, your patience is just like beautiful. Like, I I commend you for that because I know sometimes when you know we're like but what does that what do you mean put the box to the left and center it right like what What box what what are you talking about <laughs> so I add. was
5: gonna say the exact same thing and I think everybody on our team has <laughs> dealt with that I think everyone's laughing at us and they're like oh god we know exactly what these girls are talking about because um everyone's felt it but oh my god Jaina did you hear that we made such a big impact <laughs> nailed it <laughs> no, what I what I think is
2: funny is that whenever I meet people, like whenever I say anything about WIB, everyone's like, oh, you're only saying that because you're part of the club. But I'm like, you don't even understand some of these conversations that we have, whether it's in like within like our individual like groups or whether it's during our actual like meetings. It's so funny, but at the same time, it's like so productive because I remember Jay and I, Jaina has this obsession for where we're not really strangers this one game and I feel like I in the beginning I was like why is she so obsessed with it but as we got more and more into the year you realize that a lot of the conversations that we have within that game is exactly how we got to know each other in general and I feel like this team didn't just become something that's like a job but it became something that's like you look forward to it. So you look forward to a lot of the events that you're doing or personally for me as like student engagement. I feel like I I looked forward to doing all those things. I know a lot of like a lot of the stuff that I've been in the past, like a lot of the clubs that I've been in the past, it's very like they tell you to do something and then you do it. But like, WIB just ended up being like, oh yeah, I think this is a good idea. Everyone talks about it. Everyone has their own ideas, but they don't make it like boring. It's like something like, oh, what do you guys think like would look fun? And then people would give us ideas. And within like the engagement team itself, I feel like I could just call like, shoot the email whenever I want and could be like okay guys like I think we should do this like what do you guys think and then they'll give their ideas so the entire team became super comfortable with each other and talking about a lot of these things and roasting each other during our meetings and it roasting became
1: Jaina during the meetings <laughs> <laughs> exactly or like Chuchi saying something and then everyone's Chuchi like roasting oh God, Jaina right, right. <laughs> during the meetings
2: <laughs> so it became like it became this one experience that like like i said before it's the first thing i talk about on an interview and it's the first thing that i get asked about because it's very different and it's exactly what i wanted to do coming into the club and it's exactly what i wanted to do ending the year off on like a high note with people who are empowering but at the same time they're very easy to talk to so i love you guys yeah and
3: like what everyone else was saying honestly The meetings that we had every week was the highlight of the week. It was the only type of person interaction that I had. And it was so refreshing to speak to someone other than my mom or dad. (laughs) And even our events meetings, we would have them every week. And like the first, at least the first 10 minutes, it would just be me, Kareny, and Sarah talking, catching up, what we did during the week. And it was so nice to talk to real people so yeah honestly this web team has been much more than what I expected I came into this not being able to talk to new people and then I met 11 or 10 other new people on this team and it's great like everyone is so different and has such an amazing personality like it doesn't feel like a team it feels more like we've actually met each other and known I'm each other. For-
1: literally going to say that. I was, like,
3: considering
1: we've never actually <laughs> met in person. Right? Karen is the yeah. only one that I saw, like, they- and that was after a year. And it was, like, for two minutes. And I was, like, whoa, we used to spend every day together as, like, <laughs> VP and director of events. And
3: now, like, we haven't met the entire team and the team you've been leading, like... It's insane that we haven't met, but we were so, like we've accomplished so much and we've done so well considering everything that we've been in.
1: There's evidence to prove it because we have feedback forms, data. (laughs) Oh, so
0: excited. Love the Dana loves her data. I love my data. No, but this was, this was honestly so amazing. Like I love this little round table moment we had, like just all hyping each other up, you know, maybe roasting each other a little bit, but it's out of love. Um, but no, like that makes me so happy. And like, I hope everyone like listening is like, damn, I want to be a part of this team because I don't know why you wouldn't want to be.
1: Erica with the gen anyways, I'm references. like
0: references. Okay. Oh, stop. <laughs> See, here's the roasting now. Here's the roasting as I tuck the hair behind my ear
1: okay Dana I, I get of, it I make I'm fun part of Gen Erica Z. because she is she does the things that I see <laughs> on TikTok and I'm like whoa people actually do that I thought they were just like a joke so that's the running running joke her and a DT. they actually do the thing
3: yeah
0: yeah Bonding we session. Bond I, on
3: another level.
2: At this point, I i swear, when when Erica sends us stuff on Snapchat, it could just be like an image, but you can see her tucking her hair behind her ear. Like you can see the whole TikTok reference. Stop. Oh my God, I
0: probably do. I probably do.
1: <laughs> Every time I see something, I'm like, Erica would do this. dt would do this. They've done it. Not even they would, they've done it three times. <laughs> they've <today.
0: done> it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh well enough enough roasting each other. Um let, let's end it off on a positive note, okay guys. Um but yeah, like I'm so glad that we all um got to talk about all this stuff. Like this was just so exciting and a perfect way to end off the year, in my opinion. Um, I think being in this podcast role has been like a huge growing journey for me. And I'm glad that I was really able to connect with like each person on the team by like having these group episodes. And like I know the audience loves them so. I'm glad that we got to kind of end off season two with this exciting end of the year team episode. And I think we had some great conversations. So without further ado, this feels so sad to say this, but this comes to the end of our last episode for unapologetic season two. Um, And I guess I won't see you guys next time, but maybe, you know, we'll see some of you guys next year, season three, make sure to tune in. Um, but yes, thank you everyone for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast throughout this entire year, um, all of WIV's events, all of Wib's initiatives. And thanks all for tuning in. Like audiences, like what we're here to inspire. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you see you in season three. Bye everyone.